You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 250 of the co-op podcast uh and a happy mother's day to all the mothers out there uh i'm your host rich billy jr and today i'm joined by mr gary ace Wavy. how's it going gary hey it's going good uh, i understand that it's mother's day over there in the states so happy mother's day to all of our listeners um, I, I hope you're, you you spent your day with your parents and you bought some flowers or you know, something, some chocolates or something like that for your mothers today. But yeah, hope everyone's good. How you doing, Rich? Doing pretty good. Uh, getting ready for E3 2018. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana? Hello, everyone. Welcome. And we're joined by Mr. Jake James Lugo. How's it going, Mr. Lugo? I'm doing good, Rich. Uh, a lot to touch on today. A lot of stuff. I think we've all been busy and we're all getting into E3 mode. we got a couple weeks. It's almost time. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, just to start things off, obviously, there was a, a lot of news that came out this week, uh, more than normal. So we are going to dive into the news. But before we do any of that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So... Miss Lugo, I'm going to go to you first. Let us know what you've been playing. So, yeah, I've been playing a couple different things for a variety of reasons, one of which I can't talk about yet because I'm embargoed till later this week. I'm hoping to have a review for us within the next few days. That'll be uh, coming up very, very soon. Uh, but the big game that I've been playing is that I finished God of War. And uh, for right now, for me personally, uh, that's my game of the year thus far, or at least that's a runner, a real contender, because I've really enjoyed it. I really had a lot of fun. Uh, and I really just love the story. And I think a lot of the hype behind it, a lot of people have really been giving it, has been justified in more ways than one. So that's been something that's very cool uh, that I've been doing. I've also been doing a couple other unboxing and impressions videos you guys could find on the website right now. Some good stuff that you guys will definitely enjoy. But that's the majority of what I've been doing uh, right uh, at the moment. Uh, other than getting ready for upcoming trips that are, that are happening this week as well as also E3. So I'm in work mode right now. Oh, yeah. Fully understand that. It's uh, a lot of stuff going down here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, sounds good. Uh, so how about you, Dana? What have you been playing? Uh, you're muted, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm muted. Um, God of War. I didn't want to rush through it. I wanted to take my time, savor every moment of it. You know, whenever I get a chance, I run back to it. And uh, I've just been running around like a crazy person trying to get all these uh, different like movie events and stuff for the site and preparing for E3. But whenever I have a chance, I got to do some God of War. Oh, yeah, I fully understand that. So I, I will say that uh definitely envious of both you and Mr. Lugo because I haven't had a chance to go back to God of War yet. I just haven't had any free time to play any game. So hopefully I will be able to do some of that later today. Um, we'll see what happens. 
but yeah, fantastic game. Um, very curious to see how it how 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 everything concludes. But uh, how about you, Gary? What have you been playing? Uh, yeah, like you, my schedule just gets crazier and crazier. But I did manage to play a couple things. So um, first of all, Overwatch. Um, and uh, they did release a new Mercy skin this week, and it's for uh, breast. It's, it's for uh, breast cancer research. So it's like a, a charity skin that you can buy, and you know all proceeds will go towards the the charity for breast cancer and everything. So it's all for a good cause, and the skin looks fantastic. And as I am a Mercy main in Overwatch, I had to buy that skin right away as soon as it popped up. So, yeah, and I'm glad that it's going, all that money's going to a good a good cause as well. Um, and also they, they announced that the, the finals for the Overwatch League will be held in the Barclays Center in New York City, Brooklyn. So that's amazing too, because um, just to, to know that, you know, the that tournament is going from such a small stadium in L.A., to to now being at the Barclays, like that's amazing. Amazing to think that you know they're they're going to be holding esports at the Barclays, and that's going to be progressive for all esports. I think moving forward, like we could see, um, you know, different esports games actually occupying these big stadiums and arenas in in the future. So that's pretty amazing. Um, besides that, I I didn't get much time, but um, I did manage to. Uh, try out i played it for like a total of 20 minutes but i played uh this this rpg called legend of heroes trails in the sky uh this was recommended to me by riku Sun from the throwdown and i decided to just give it a try just to see if i would like it if i like the style and everything um it's i i think it's more of a modern uh game like i think it was made uh in recent years but it has the presentation of an old school rpg uh, and the animations are nice and slick it does seem like it's very text heavy and it throws a lot of uh you know instructions and everything at you um in the early parts of the game so it's probably going to take me some time to get through that kind of game and i don't have a lot of time at the moment but i did want to give it a try uh, I didn't really get much time to dive into God of War this week, unfortunately. But after we we complete the show today, then maybe I'll you know pick up God of War and try and get a bit further with that. But that's pretty much it for me. Sounds good. And just like I mentioned earlier, yeah, I hope to do the same. Um, there are a couple other games that I absolutely will be playing and talking about more this week. Uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, Homo Machina, I will, that review will, will be out later this week because the embargo doesn't lift till later in the week. And aside from that, uh, the Council Episode 2, um, I haven't had a chance to play that yet because it's not available on the PlayStation 4 quite yet. It won't be available until the 15th. So I do plan to have a review for that up, though, later this week. So... What I can say, if you have heard of the council, you haven't had a, had a chance to play it. As I mentioned before on another episode, you absolutely should play this game, especially if you love the uh, Telltale type of games, any of these adventure type of games where it, there's a story involved. This one is great because they actually put the RPG elements in the game also, so you can level up the character and 
do different types of things. So definitely check that out. And I will have more to say on that uh, as well as the review later this week. So stay tuned for that. But uh, that pretty much concludes what we have been playing for this week. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics because we have quite a bit to cover. So first and foremost, uh, first big topic up is regarding Monster Hunter. Um, apparently there is a Monster Hunter film that is mm-hmm. currently. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I know. I know David's a fan of Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. But I would well, no, I think everybody here is a fan. I, I I was recommended not to play this game by Tony Polanco because he says he knows what type of games I play and this is, it requires too much time. So he told me don't bother playing it. So maybe in the future, you know, if I have a lot of time on my hands, I'll try it out. But it is a great game, everything I've heard. But pretty much Monster Hunter, there's currently a film that's going into production in September. So I wanted to get you guys... Uh, what you know overall expectations for this particular film and uh gary since you asked this question i'm I'm gonna go to you first uh what are you expecting from the film yeah um so although monster hunter is a great game um monster hunter world is you know i can tell it's a really um you know really good experience and everything I, i need to play it a lot more but I have no faith in video game movies after the last couple that have come out, you know, including Assassin's Creed. Um, I hear, well, Tomb Raider, I hear, wasn't too bad, but still, it wasn't, like, amazing or anything like that. So, um, what was that, Dana? It was still bad. Okay, there you go. But on so many, like, lazy levels, the acting was all right. The script was passable, but just, it just was lazy. Yeah, you couldn't even see anything because they didn't even work the lighting properly. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a confession, and I hope the Square Enix doesn't watch this particular podcast. I, I fell asleep on that movie, and that, that <laughs> normally doesn't happen in the theaters. So that that is definitely is a sign that it had a lot of issues. So, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, so so with that in mind, you know, I I really don't have too much faith in any video game movie um, until I'm proved otherwise. So yeah, my expectations for this film is like they're they're definitely not that high. Um, I, I think if it was given to the right studio and the right amount of attention to detail was given to it, they could probably make a pretty fun series out of it. Like I'm thinking in terms of uh, you know the, the Fantastic Beasts movie that they did for Harry Potter. They could you know make like a little cool fun franchise out of it if they wanted to you know but. Um, I just don't think that this that that that's what's going to happen. Like, I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna have a terrible go at it, and I, I think it won't come out very well. So yeah, low expectations for me. Well, I guess that's some fair points. Uh, so let's go over to you, Dana. What what do you think about this movie? Do you think it's going to exceed expectations, or is this going to be disappointing? Okay, this is going to be awful. First off, you have Mila Jovovich. You know, she's the star of it. And it's going to be directed by her husband, Paul S.W. Anderson, the same guy who did Resident Evil. And that was a mess of a mess. Okay, so this is how it's being described. Now, they're basically saying, the, the actual director and people involved, and it's Paramount Pictures, are saying that there is largely pointless 
people with a pointless script. That's what they said. They said there is no plot. You don't have any characters. All you have is a bunch of monsters running around. And that they describe it as this is like the log line for the movie. For every movie, there is a hero. I mean, I'm sorry. For every monster, there is a hero. An ordinary man in a dead end job discovers that he's actually the descendant of an ancient hero. He must travel to a mystical world to train to become a monster hunter before the myth the myth oh my god before the mystical creatures from that world destroys ours. That sounds like a mess right there. Um so bad. And basically during an interview Anderson said that they are approaching this just like Resident Evil. They're going to throw in their own characters and their own story, as you already guys heard from that logline, where, you know, it's a magical land and these monsters and this guy is some ancient descendant from ancient hero land. So it's going to be awful. I expect this is to be a complete mess. Also, the budget is only $60 million. What kind of movie are you planning to make with these huge monsters with only 60 million dollars. So, yeah, it's I have no faith in this whatsoever. They're really excited about it. They're saying that, you know, they get to do their own thing and that you they're it's going to be filmed in Cape Town, South Africa, and they chose that location because there's huge deserts and they're able to just you know, build anything on these deserts and that they're going to put in ocean waves. That's what they actually said. They're going to have ocean waves and deserts and that they're going to fight giant creatures, some as big as a city block. And they live underneath the earth. And when they bust out, it's like the best of doom. You also have flying dragons, giant spiders, and the most wonderful creatures. This is why Paul Anderson, the director, said this. So this is going to be terrible. I think that, that they, yeah, this is just bad. I don't like this at all. Yeah, it, well, after hearing all those other further details, it, it sounds horrible. So, ah, this is going to be a train wreck. Uh, Mr. Lugo, what are your thoughts on this uh, upcoming film? <laughs> I just read some of the stuff as Dana was talking, like on who who the director was and who's involved with it. This is not going to be a good film. And I knew nothing about this prior to you guys mentioning it to me before we started recording. I'll tell you right now, uh, not a lot of people are going to be happy about this. This shows to me based on what Dana was just saying and some of the other details I was just reading, that the people that are involved have never played a Monster Hunter game, straight up. And I could believe that because a lot of what happened with Resident Evil was a lot of ham-fisted and kind of pasted-together aspects of the series and of the games that was very misguided. Uh, a lot of people like to give the first Resident Evil movie a pass because it was based on part two and there was a lot of other stuff with it. But overall, that entire series done by the same people was, was not good. The only reason why they made money is because people just went to go see it just because. And I feel like this is going to be the same case with this one. And I'm a little confused as to why uh, Capcom keeps going to the same people or at least keep allowing the same group of people or same team to make these movies based on their IP. Because based off of that description that Dana was just uh, talking about and what you could find online right now, uh, that is not a Monster Hunter movie. That sounds like something completely different. And it's a Monster Hunter name. In, uh, was it? It's Monster Hunter in name only. Uh, if anything, these movies should be about nature. 
because the games in essence the whole idea of hunting of being able to get the parts of monsters that you kill to make stronger weapons and hunt other monsters that's all about the the whole circle of life type of thing and the whole uh, aspect of being connected with nature on a much more primal level i feel like that's what these movies should be about and it kind of sucks where we're gonna get all these other types of things of a mystical realm and all this other stuff descendants of of great hunters and such that it completely gets away from the point of what these games are really you know their central themes are about and that's a shame because monster hunter is on the rise right now you know ever since monster hunter world came out it got a huge boost in popularity and a huge boost in awareness for the franchise more so than it's ever had before and we just got a announcement of a nintendo switch game that's coming very soon uh for monster hunter monster Hunter, i believe it's monster hunter xx or monster hunter generations something like that but the point is is that it's a damn shame because this is going to be this is going to be a movie and a franchise being put in the wrong hands and that that sucks uh, i really do hope that maybe uh some better minds can prevail or at least capcom could take more of an interest in some of their ip and kind of do what they're doing with their street fighter franchise where street fighter is going to get a netflix series that's going to be handled it's going to be a live action street fighter series and they're going to do have a uh, an entire team that did the street fighter uh, assassin's fist stuff and handle mm-hmm. that property this is a damn shame to see that for their next real popular franchise right now that's gonna have people that just don't understand it working in in in, in the driver's seat for it that that, that sucks mm-hmm. and can i also add this is the same team that is turning resident evil into a tv series live no, action forget that screw that like uh that, that i don't see i don't get why certain people in, in these studios whether it be capcom or in these other movie studios go to these people that as known it's it's common knowledge that a lot of people especially fans of the franchise don't like these movies or don't like these properties the way that they're adapted it just sucks that's, that's all I, that's all where i'm coming from yep i agree it does suck but and they're also on top of that they're rebooting the Resident Evil franchise. On top of that, so. Uh, well, I, I I I I would just add that I'm not sure I understand why they are bothering with that because. But I guess some people saw the last couple of horrible Resident Evil movies. Well, all of them, really. Here in the streets, people are screaming for more Resident Evil, and they want a TV show, and they want the reboot of the franchise. You you can't hear it. They're in the streets, just clamoring for that reboot. <laughs> oh, the same director, yeah. too? The same director, uh, Paul W. Anderson? It's the same Paul, Paul the, the same Anderson guy, but they're going to replace the cast. So no Mila, because Mila will be doing uh, Monster Hunter. Interesting. Well, um... Yeah, that, that sounds absolutely horrible. I, I don't know anybody that will be looking forward to that movie, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> I agree with a lot of the points that were said. I, I don't have anything else to add. And just uh, um, not really looking forward to hearing anything about this movie or seeing this movie. Uh, any, any trailers for it, I will laugh when I would at least get some type of entertainment value, but that's about it. Um, any other thoughts on this particular topic before we move on to the next topic? Um, no, we're all uh, Mortal Kombat. We're getting from New Line Cinemas. So, wait. Quick a- question about that: Is that being done by the same people who did the Mortal Kombat Machinima series? Yes, because I remember that that was a big talk for a while. I wanted to know if that that same team was working on it. The same team, and there's the same team is also doing the one for Fear. You're turning oh, nice. um the horror game Fear into a live action uh, movie. 
You see, those are the types of decisions that movie studios should be making, or at least people in positions that have the money, that, that have the ability to kind of give their, their IP and the licensing to certain groups. Those are the types of decisions they should be making because, in my opinion, you should go look for, for Monster Hunter's cases. We were just talking about it. Go look for someone that was involved with like movies like The Chronicles of Narnia, like The, the Jungle Book, or the upcoming Lion King. Like People along those lines where, again, they've done movies that are along those same type of like you know central themes or same type of like aesthetic of what those movies can be should be like that because that's what's happening with street fighter that's clearly what's happening now with mortal Kombat and also fear like that's stuff that makes sense you could even argue even though i didn't like the movie the same thing about the tomb raider movie because at least aesthetically and at least you know somewhat in some of the themes that movie was similar to the new reboot of the games even though it was still a terrible movie yeah absolutely I, I believe that yeah i they they the thing was with that movie is that they worked closely with the game so the people who was doing the development you know they worked alongside as they was writing the script granted it wasn't that great but they had that open communication with each other where there were parts it looked like the game and it felt like the game so that the other one i don't know what they're planning resident evil and it's just a mess but for fear and for mortal Kombat. It's they're working with the people who created the series and the games also, so it's gonna be fun. I really hope those are rated R. I really hope they don't go with like a PG thirteen rating because at least for Mortal Kombat and I, I could see the same thing for Fear. Like those the, uh, to allow them the, the the ability to kind of like really go to the extreme with some of their stuff, whether it's the killing, whether it's the fatality stuff, or even some of the extra like dialogue and themes they could get into. I feel like they they would be able to do a lot more, and a lot more people would appreciate them. Yeah, I agree too. I hope so as well. Sounds good. So, it's, I mean, it's good to know that there are at least some some, some good uh, video game adaptations coming. But you know, we'll see. We'll see when all that comes together. I'm assuming these movies are a ways away from from being finished. I mean, I don't know if they're coming out this year, but uh, yeah, still looking forward to that more than Monster Hunter. I will say that at the very least. So, uh, any other thoughts before we move on to the next topic? All right, so let's let's stay on Square Enix for a while because this topic is segues right into another upcoming game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, a game that uh, Tatiana got to play and see in LA a couple of weeks ago, and had some some pretty negative things to say. Oh yeah, and Dana, you also saw the game as well, and interviewed everyone, and Jeez. interviewed everybody. See, there you go. So. Uh, the, the news regarding the game is that, you know, it was reported this week that Square Enix spent around $100 million to make the game and another $35 million to market it. Now, the thing about this franchise, and we know this because Square Enix has said this in the past, is that they always have high expectations for this game selling a certain amount of copies, and it doesn't ever quite hit that number. So, because I know it, it didn't hit the number they wanted it to hit the first time, and then the second time it was the same situation, but, you know, we obviously had the last Tomb Raider game that came to Xbox One first and then PlayStation 4 a year later, so it's a different type of situation. But wanted to ask the question is, do you think that this game has a chance to be more successful sales-wise, seeing how much Square Enix has already put into the project? Um, and I'm going to let you start that off, Dana. What, what do you think? I honest to God do not know. Um, <laughs> see, but here's the thing. I've actually was able to see and, you know, Tatiana played the game. So it's like we, we're coming from something that's 
not what we expect and hope is what we witness. From what I witness, it doesn't deserve to be. No, at, uh, not at all. It, it just is, oh God, no, I hope it undersells just because it's kind of not good. It's bad. Um, I think that it might end. When is the, the release date is going to be? Um, oh God. When is, do you know what month? Yeah, I September, the release. Uh, I think it said, uh, is it September 14th? Okay, yeah. Okay, so in September, yeah, I do honestly, I'm going to say no. I don't think it's going to be that great of a, well, a bestseller. I think that it'll be, you know, hot for like a minute or two. And then people, you know, come November, you know, that whole thing will happen with the game set three being released in November. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. The way how they're hyping it up, is just not that great the, 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 of a game. And also, for me right now, I know it's really early to say this, but the marketing, eh, I don't really see that much. But for me, no. Only because of what I've witnessed. It doesn't deserve to be that great of a seller. Those, those are very valid and fair points. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So sad because, like, what from what I've seen, like, you could, there are moments where, you know, the actors and, and everyone came together and, you know, the game itself, they poured a lot into it. But also, like, just basic things like working the controllers are, it's not there. The camera angles are crappy, you know, and all of this is a bunch of tombs. And yes, it's called Tomb Raider, you know, Shadow of the Tombs, and there's plenty of tombs, and there's underwater tombs, and there's above water tombs, and there's garden tombs. Tons of tombs, but nothing really is going on. I mean, you have really gorgeous cutscenes. It looks like a very beautiful game. But aside from that, it's not something that's going to be like, oh my God, I'm amazed. I have to stop what I'm doing and play this game. It's not, I wouldn't even, it's definitely not God of War level. Maybe it'll, it's not even as, as, as like a popular thing as like when Mario, when that Mario game came out. I would just, it's better than Super Lucky's Tale. So, yeah, those who like Tomb Raider will purchase it. When it comes to finding new people, you know, and introducing that to, like, someone who's not played the the new trilogy, I don't see them running to pick this up. But for those who love Tomb Raider, yes, this is going to be one of the best sellers for those who love Tomb Raiders. So, so I'll make this quick comment, then I'll move over to Mr. Lugo. Uh, I, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I have to agree with a lot of what you said. I don't really think the game is going to sell, at least not. We already know Square Enix has some uh, ridiculous thoughts in their head about, you know, how well this game could sell because they how they treated the last two. They thought those were going to sell so many copies, and they didn't quite hit the number they were supposed to hit. So, I don't think it's going to sell. Uh, meet their expectations but I, I will say I am very curious to see if this strategy of releasing it in September ahead of all the other major titles is going right. to, to, to make any type of difference uh, also the fact that they're releasing it a week after Spider-Man uh, yeah. I, that, that's why I, I'm curious to at least see how it does sales wise but I, I, there's no way I'm not expecting it to be a uh, top selling game Oh, um, see, I think it came back. I thought it was released um, right after Spider-Man, but since that, it's been released before Spider-Man. I got my dates confused. Yeah, no, it's not going to, no. It's going to cut right into plus it's not really a great game. No. I know. <laughs> whatever they expect to sell, like you said, whatever they expect, I would say 
half that and then maybe take away that quarter. So half of a half of a half of what they're expecting, especially since Spider-Man. So, no, I wish them well. You know, it's like if you was to have a bunch of kids and you want your kid to be a doctor and instead, you know, they just ended up never even finishing high school. You're still proud that your kid exists. So I'm proud that, you know, the game exists, but I don't expect it to be on any level of success. Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> okay, uh, Mr. Lugo, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider game? I mean, the the general kind of like reception that I'm seeing from a lot of different people, from Dana, from Tatiana, and everybody else, it seems to be very mixed, if not kind of lackluster. I mean, for it, there was a lot of hype about this game even a while back when that leak happened. I believe it was in Canada some time ago, and you know, from some of the trailers and stuff that what we've seen, I mean, it sounds all right, but. I mean, again, I need to see more of it. I, I need to see more gameplay. I need to really take a look at it. But overall, based on what I'm seeing around me, not a lot of people are that hyped up for it. And I think that's a, the one of the worst times to release that game is around Spider-Man's release. Because that that's a game I feel like a lot of people are going to dive into, more so than anything else around it. I think that if they were smart, they would either delay it or push up the release back so that way it could get away from that. Get at least a good couple weeks away from Spider-Man. I mean, there could be a number of other reasons why that's the case. I, I think there's a very strong argument to, to make that the, two, the audiences for both those games are very similar. I think there's a very strong argument you can make there. But if I was them, I would push it back or at least change the date. And, and keep in mind also, let, let's keep this also in mind. Square Enix has a lot in their plate. And I'm not talking about Square Enix Japan. I'm talking about the Square Enix Western divisions. Because remember, they still have an Avengers game that they're still making. Okay, let's not forget that because we might hear about that at E3. So they they have a lot on their plate. I think they got a lot to think about. And maybe uh, that game's release and a lot of the other stuff happening with it probably has also to do something with that or any of the other stuff they got on the pipeline. Oh, that's exciting. Absolutely. Very, very true. All right, Gary. So I know that you was a hardcore Tomb Raider fan. You know, you enjoyed the last two games uh, immensely. So what are your thoughts on Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Yeah, um, like, I, I think they're setting themselves up for failure here because we know, we, we saw what happened with the first game. You know, the first game came out, it sold, well, we thought it sold well, but Square Enix came out and said that it didn't meet their sales projections. It didn't sell what they intended it to sell, right? And then the second game came out and, excuse me, that didn't do so good either. Um, you know, in terms of sales, especially with it being, you know, a timed exclusive and everything like that, it kind of slipped under the radar for a while. So, you know, my question becomes, why are they, you know, putting such a high budget into this game, um, knowing that, you know, the, the, the last two didn't meet their sales projections? You know, why would they put all that money into this game, you know, knowing that, you know, the previous two didn't meet their expectations? Um, they're just kind of setting themselves up for failure because putting a hundred million into this game means that you know they have to have good sales to make a return on that. And um, you know they, like Dana said, there hasn't really been uh, a, a good push in marketing. I mean, the, there was the movie, but you know, as we talked about before, it wasn't that great. You know, um, and. Like my only guess is that they're gonna start to to really amp up on the marketing after E3. Like maybe that's their plan. Maybe they're gonna have a big splash at E3, and then 
after that they're going to continue to promote the game but st- even still i just don't feel like this game is going to stand out among all the other games that are said to be coming out this year you know including spider-man so yeah um spending that much on this game i, I don't know like uh, i don't think that was the smartest idea because i feel like they could have made a really good tomb raider game with less money than 100 million so that's just my thoughts on it that was good oh sorry i just want to say really quick the 100 million dollars um it looks like it it was done for a lot more money just because of how it looks i mean it's a very beautiful game i will give you that and it's a great it's a good story um i like that part and the way how it's shot or you know it's very beautiful in the effects that they use so i can see where that hundred million dollars um comes in but i don't know if they're they're thinking that because it looks visually so beautiful that people are automatically going to you know want to buy it i don't to me it kind of was like they're trying to sell cutscenes as opposed to a game so I was just really confused also by that $100 million number because you can have a game that does not cost that much to make and it can still be just as memorable and, and stays with you. Like for me, I keep forgetting that it's that game is coming out and I've seen it and I'm still like, meh, and I forget about it very easily. So I don't understand what their strategy was going in when they created the game. Because if they're trying to create it from like just a cutscene movie point, I think that they did a really great job with that. A lot of success. But from an actual video game, I just want something that I can play. You know what I mean? That I can get invested in game-wise. It fails for me. I just They did not put in the basics that's needed. So that hundred million dollar thing, I was like, oh my god, I didn't, I wasn't aware that it was a hundred million dollars they put into it. It's not, ugh. Well, I guess, I guess you could say they had the money because they, they don't have to worry about Hitman no more. You know, Deus Ex is on break. So and those are the games they need to concentrate on. Like, no offense, finish this little Tomb Raider thing. They keep saying there's going to be more Tomb Raiders. How they sold it is that this is going to be, you know, the end of the trilogy. And then they're going to show Laura Croft in other games, like her, her official Laura Croftness. She's not going to ever have the two, the guns, the two pistols, but she's going to be like full blown Laura of which we've known in the past. But they should have just concentrated after this game. I want them to bring back Hitman, do something with Hitman because I actually enjoyed that way more than I did with the previous two Tomb Raider games and even with the third one. Oh well, that that won't be happening because uh, I believe Hitman yeah. got got. I think they're working with Five Hundred Five now. Oh well, it's good. Well then, there you go. They screwed up, so someone else can take it. It'll be fun. Like I'm happy either way because I'm getting Hitman. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think I think you all made excellent, valid points on on this particular topic. The only thing I, I will say is. I fully expect to see a lot of this game at E3 because, again, because the $100 million made for the game and then some, they have to put it out there in front of the world for everybody to see. Because just as you said, Dana, you know, what you saw wasn't really enough to convince anybody 
well, not to convince most people that it's worth uh, picking up this game. So I feel like for that reason, E3, you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff. And we have to also mention that there is going to be a Square Enix press conference at E3. So I expect to see that. I definitely expect to see this Avengers game, uh, something from a teaser or something, because the game, I highly doubt that game is coming out anytime soon. Um, but yeah. And then, of course, we're going to also see this next game that we're about to get into. Um yeah, that's another little segue there. You see that? Uh, so uh, there's another game that everybody has been waiting for and wondering what is going on with this game. And, of course, that game is Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, <laughs> Square Enix, you know, they have been, uh, you know, pretty much releasing a lot of, you know, throughout the year. I believe that there were some tweets that were sent where I know that Kingdom Hearts 3 was included in a lot of lists of upcoming games for 2018. And Square Enix has made a point to point out those articles and like those articles and retweet those articles. So they've made it somewhat apparent that they are confident the game is coming out this year. Um, so the question that I have for you, for you all here today is, you know, obviously Square Enix hasn't announced a release date. First and foremost, I want to ask, do do y'all think it's coming out this year? And if so, when? Because I actually think I have a good idea of when it's coming out. But we're going to uh, we'll go to you first on this one, Mr. Lugo, uh, regarding Kingdom Hearts 3. So do you think it's coming out this year? And if so, when? I think that a lot of the people and Square Enix themselves are aiming for this year. I could believe that. I'll believe it once we're like right before it and we see it. Because you guys remember what happened last time. They had a whole conference and an event for Final Fantasy 15. What happened? It got pushed back a couple months later. Like, again, that that's just what happened. So, I mean, I'm very skeptical of it. I, I would love it if this game came out this year. I think that's going to be a very big deal. I think that's going to be one of the games that's going to be the, uh, a main focus for their Square Enix press uh, conference or their press showcase. Because, again, it's going to be streamed. It's not going to be uh, done physically at E3 this year like they've done in the past. Uh, they're taking more of the Nintendo Direct type of route. Uh, and I think that's fine. Uh, I think this is going to be a big deal. I think that we get a new reveal of a world very soon, like another world. And I think it's probably going to be frozen. I I've been saying that for a while and I know I'm not the only one, but I feel like that's coming as well. Very, very soon. Or the San Francisco thing from uh, big hero six is probably going to be one of the other worlds uh, that we get to see. Um, the thing about kingdom Hearts three thus far is that there's been a little bit for me personally, a little bit of some confusing things going on with some of the last couple of stuff that they've shown. And I hope we get a little bit more clarity at this uh, showcase. If not, we get to see the game. I'm hoping, and at least what a lot of people are hoping we get a demo, an actual playable demo at E3 this year. That'll be interesting because that'll be the first hands-on time uh, that people get to actually play the game and actually really sort of see what it's all about. But uh, with some of the stuff that I've seen with like the, the mini games and some of the other stuff, it's been a little bit confusing. So I'm a little, that's one of the reasons why I'm so skeptical about it coming out this year. But I'm taking their word for it. I'm going to see what happens. A lot of people are very, very excited about it, myself included. Uh, I do hope that we get some interesting surprises from the was it from the conference from the from the actual showcase uh on stuff that we haven't heard about 
because for the majority of the announcement that announcements that we've seen has been stuff that we kind of have had already an idea about what's going on as at least you know the general direction of which they're going fun fact we haven't seen a lot of final fantasy characters in the marketing material in all the trailers and stuff we've seen the uh, primarily disney stuff and disney pixar stuff in all the trailers and everything else maybe because of what's going on with final fantasy 7 remake it might be kind of cool for them to show us something final fantasy related you know as far as some of the characters that do appear in the kingdom hearts games that'll be interesting but i think that game and final fantasy 7 remake and, a, and dragon quest and a few others are going to be the real big deals this year yeah so some very some good points made agreed uh how about you dana uh, your thoughts on Kingdom Hearts 3? You think it's coming out this year? And if so, uh, when? Okay, one, I want a Wakanda level. Okay, you give me that, I'm happy. Two, I don't believe this game is coming out this year. I don't give a darn if they announce the release date and it's the next day or if they release it on the day that they make their announcement at E3. Until this game is physically in my console and on my TV screen projecting Kingdom Hearts 3. I do not believe this game is coming out at all. You've had me wait for so this long. I've learned my lesson from being hyped up. I will do it no longer. So I don't know when the release date is. I'm not even going to guess. I'm not even going to say what I hope because what I hope has always been delayed. I just know I want the game. That's all. That, hey, hey, I have I have no problem with that, it, and I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, so I'll, I'll just say some of my little quick thoughts, and then I'll, I'll you know pass the mic over to Gary. Um, I yeah, I I do think we will definitely see a lot of the game at E3. Obviously, in Square Enix presentation, we'll see some stuff. I I also will be very interested to see if we actually get a demo because I think uh, it's about time we have a demo for this game. Um. I do think that it's a potential that the game could get delayed, you know, where it was something where they were planning to release it this year, but then it gets pushed to next year. However, I will say this. Um, I really, really feel and think this game is coming out this year. And not just because of the fact that Square Enix has uh, been pointing out, the, whenever you see articles going up talking about the upcoming games for 2018, they, they pointed that out, but it's just... I just feel as though that it's definitely coming. You know, I've heard uh, a lot of news about some people maybe potentially checking the game out. I mean, who knows? But uh, I, if I had to make a guess, I would say it's coming this year. And and my thing, my thought is that uh, in regards to whenever they release it, this is a game where I feel like it doesn't matter when you release it. A lot of people who have been waiting for it are going to pick it up because much like with Final Fantasy fifteen. I recall they released that game in late November. I think it was mid to late November when it did come out. And it, it, that didn't stop people from picking up the game. So this is a game where Square Enix could say, well, let's release this in November. After Red Dead Redemption, after all these other games. And people will still pick it up, those that have been waiting so long for the game. So I do think it's possible because one thing that I can confirm, we, don't, we have no idea what's coming out in November as of today. Because we, you look at the release schedule, October, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out. September, the same thing. But November, there's nothing on that on there as of right now. So it could very easily get announced and come out later in the year as opposed to before then. But that's just my opinion. But I definitely think it's coming this year. I just feel like yeah, it, it needs to come this year. 
because Square Enix has a lot of other stuff that they're working on that they need to focus their attention on. So this game has been in development for so long. I think it's time to come to a consensus where you're at in the process and really get get this game done and out there so you can focus all your resources and energy on what this other stuff you're working on. But again, that's just my opinion. Um, so Gary, what are your thoughts on Kingdom Hearts 3? Do you think it's coming out this year? And if so, uh, when? Yeah, I really do think that it's coming out this year. And my guess would be around November or December, um, possibly early December. Um, I think it's about time that, uh, you know, Square Enix makes the Kingdom Hearts fans happy. And I think that it's the the Final Fantasy fans' turn to suffer um, because there's probably not going to be a new Final Fantasy game for a couple years. um, Or maybe, you know, end of next year, we might get the, the Final Fantasy VII remake. But I do think it's time for Kingdom Hearts to come out. And all the reports I've read recently have suggested that Square Enix is confident and ready to push this game. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely think we're going to get a, a big new splash at E3 regarding this game. Um, so I, I think it's definitely going to come out this year, to be honest. Um, and that's great if it does. Like, that's incredible if it finally comes out. But, yeah, I, I think it's highly possible and highly likely. Absolutely. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, um, we'll know it, in, a, in, in a couple of weeks uh, whether or not, it, you know, when, it, when we go to A3, we'll definitely get uh, more news on this. But uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what, what happens with this game. So uh, any final thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next? Yeah, um, just to bounce off of what Dana said, a Wakanda level would be great. And I can imagine having a, a vibranium, you know, keyblade or something like that. That would be incredible. That they can make that an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's possible, but I uh, definitely feel like Frozen will be in there. I think that's probably going to be like the final big reveal, and I guess it would make sense to have that at E3. Because that's like the level everyone's been speculating over for the past like few years since Kingdom Hearts was first announced. So um, I think that's probably going to be the last major announcement. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So you know, we'll 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 see what happens. But yeah, I de- we definitely expect to hear some updates very very soon. All right, so. Now I'm going to pass the mic over to Dana because there was a few uh, entertainment news topics that she wanted to mention. So, Dana, the floor is yours. Okay, dokery. Thank you very much. Uh, basically, uh, last week, anyone who watched TV knows someone who watches TV, owns a TV, or can even spell TV, known that a bloodbath was basically executed um, known as the annual purge, when the networks get together and decide to cancel all of the TV shows that basically have no viewership, no one cares about, or in Fox's case, everyone cares about and ends up being the biggest online petition that's ever happened. So during that time, roughly about 22, 26 shows were canceled. I'm going to just tell them off right the bat. 
I started with ABC. They canceled Alex Inc., Deception, The Crossing, Kevin Probably Saves the World, The Mayor, Gary and Richard's favorite TV show, Marvel's Inhuman. That was canceled. He cried so heavily and texted me, Why? Lord, why? <laughs> I want season two. Wait, do you, do you know? Do you know another Gary or something? Uh, there's only one Gary I know. He's from Marriott Angling. So, yep, Gary, we all know. Um, 10 Days in the Valley, Designated Survivor, Quantico, NBC canceled, Taken, Great News, The Brave, Rise. CBS canceled, Scorpion, Superior Donuts, Wisdom of the Crowd, 9JKL, Me, Myself, and I, Living Biblically. Fox canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which started the biggest outcry online. Everyone from Mark Hamill to Sean Astin to everyone was pleading for that show to be picked up. It got picked up right the next day by NBC. So the world basically saved that show. However, they did not save The Last Man on Earth, The Mick, The Exorcist, Lucifer, Lucifer is something I love, and that got canceled. But good news for Lucifer, it might be picked up on the DC Universe um, stream service. So that's not going anywhere. The CW canceled Live Sentence. That was a great show. It only was like a couple episodes, but whatever. Valor and Sci-Fi canceled The Expanse. People are very upset about The Expanse being canceled, and they're begging Netflix to pick it up. So that's what happened with that. Now, also, there's an explanation as to why um, Fox canceled basically almost all of their shows, especially their high-rated shows. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Last Man on Earth, The Mick, they got good ratings. Lucifer was steady, as was The Exorcist. Their reasoning behind this all has to do with Disney. Disney you don't know is planning on buying Fox 20th Century Fox anything that's involving Fox but Fox News they have decided that instead of you know them taking their TV shows with them they're gonna just cancel them so they got the axe also it should be noted that Gotham and Lethal Weapon have not been renewed yet then is this Fox wants to renew Lethal Weapon and cancel Gotham. The problem is that um, Lethal Weapon, they just had to fire their main actor off the show for behavioral issues. He was basically causing a lot of chaos on set. Um, There was a lot of incidents and after a while they just got sick of it and they decided to fire him. I, 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 I hate to interrupt. I just I have to throw this in there. So basically, he became the character that he portrays on the show, having uh-huh. all these issues. <laughs> yes, basically, he had. Yeah, he was. You know, it was method acting. He apologized several times. He was like, you know, I'm sorry, but people were sick and tired of it. Um, he was putting people's lives in danger, and they didn't want to have it anymore. Wait, so they fired. This? this is. Uh, I have it right. I didn't lost my notes. Um, the guy who plays um, the opposite. Oh dear, give me five. Uh, uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, it's uh, Murtaugh, right? The guy that plays yeah. Murtaugh. Murtaugh, yes. Oh, okay. 
I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know the difference of the name. I just know it's not Damon Wayans. It's the other character. It's the other character. Yeah. Lost all my notes. Anyway, so they, yeah, they decided that they was, you know, they're good. They fired him. What they're doing right now is that they're recasting the role. And they don't have anybody yet to recast it. They're waiting for upfronts. TV upfronts is when all the networks gather together in New York City. And they're going to announce all of the new programming that's coming on TV. Fox plans to make their presentation at 4 o'clock tomorrow. And that they're going to announce the new actor that they replaced. And that they're, you know, where they're going to go forward with Lethal Weapon. However, if that does not happen, then they are going to cancel the show and instead renew Gotham. If they're able to find an actor for Lethal Weapon, they're going to cancel Gotham. So it's really up in the air as to what's going to happen. If you're a fan of Gotham, you know, send your positive vibes or jujus or whatever, your prayers to them and team Lethal Weapon, pray for that side. Or, you know, send your positive vibes or something. Because something is getting canceled. We just don't know which. And it all depends on who who's going to be the new actor for Lethal Weapon. Or if they even can find one. Because this is like right away. They did this, you know, right away. Um, aside from that and the pure chaos that's, that's being created. Um, production is basically underway for Captain Marvel. And that... They have decided that, um, I'm sorry, I just completely, I'm so sorry. They have decided that um, they, oh my gosh, I just completely went blank. Well, well, while you uh, find that information, uh, I, I'm just going to say this, and uh, Mr. Lugo, you can also chime in. Uh, yeah, Gotham needs to be canceled, so hopefully that is what, what happens. Uh, hey, everybody wants to but they'll <laughs> Sorry, no, their last season was um, amazing. So stop. They did the whole killing joke storyline, and it was good. Wait, wait. No. That 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 plays right into my point of why I even said it in the chat. Like that that show needs to be canceled because they don't know what they want to be. Like that whole show started as a thing way before Batman that was supposed to be just Commissioner Gordon and like you know the real kind of origins of a lot of stuff that was happening with Gotham. But they kind of want to find that middle ground between being a Batman show and not being a Batman show. It's either shit or get off the pot. Like do one or the other. Like why Bruce Wayne at this point there hasn't been a, a time gap and that's turned into a Batman show at this point because of all his rose gallery is beyond me and i think people are really starting to see that that's probably why that viewership is dropping wait like i just don't get it because like by the time bruce wayne becomes batman like there's gonna be no reason for him to be batman because that's my point that's my point that's what i've been saying for years I've been saying that for years because besides the whole age gap thing, which I could get over because it's a TV show, there's got to be creative liberties of what you got to do. But again, that show just doesn't know what it wants to be. And I, in all honesty, again, there's nothing to prove this, but I have a theory that that's probably one of the reasons that show is why we haven't seen a Batman in the CW universe. Because if you have been noticing in the last couple CW shows, I think it was with Arrow and a, and a few of the others, they, they've been kind of dropping hints about Batman. And I've always felt like because Superman got introduced into Supergirl, that Batman was going to be the next big hero to kind of get introduced into that world, or Wonder Woman in some capacity. But I feel like there's got to be something behind the scene going on behind there that's preventing that. And I feel like this this show is probably one of the reasons for that. But my point is, that show is just completely in limbo within itself. It just doesn't know what it wants to be. 
So people are probably seeing that right now. And if people are like, okay, then, you know, why am I going to watch it? This thing is just going to kind of, you know, just dilly dally all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do agree. Like it, it started off with something of a promise that we, you know, we, we kind of knew what was going on. And then they did these weird things with time jumps and poison Ivy went from being a girl to now she's like a young adult woman and nothing really makes any sense. But I think that it, for me, I thought that it takes a little bit of seasons to figure out what it is that you want to do with the show. And they finally seem to got it together. Now, everyone wants it canceled. Kind of upset. But yeah, I understand what they're playing. I, you make sense, though. And well, that, well, you know. Well, well, you said we'll know for sure tomorrow, right? They have the press conference. The Fox tomorrow, tomorrow. At 4 o'clock, when, when they have to do the TV up front, they're announced, you know, we couldn't find an actor. So we're going to renew Gotham, or they did find an actor, so we're going to cancel Gotham. Well, well, one, one show that they were going to do. They don't want to do both of them. There's either or, and the studio itself is behind Lethal Weapon. It's just the guy screwed up. Yeah, no, I understand that. Well, uh, the last thing I'm going to say, and then you can continue with the rest of the news. I, I have watched the Lethal Weapon show. I thought the show was okay. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't see how it got to be so popular. Damon Wayne is funny; he's always funny. So yeah, that, that's a good reason to watch it. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, we'll know tomorrow what, what happens with all of these shows. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. I, I decent. Okay, yeah. so on top of that, Fox explained is also why, including you know, I just explained the whole Disney deal and how there was like basically an fu to Disney. We don't want you to take our network and our shows too. So we canceled all of our highest rated shows. Another reason for that is that they just worked out a deal with NFL for Thursday night football, which will take over more than 30 hours of space on Fox's already packed schedule. And that it, they had to cut shows in order to replace it with the, from the football. And also they have rights to the major league baseball postseason games, including the world series. So. That is also one of the biggest problems that they have there. And so they just didn't have any room. And the goal now is for Fox to become a sports-oriented news network. So we're getting less TV shows and more sports and more news. So if anyone is hates TV and TV shows, then, you know, yay for them. You got sports. Um also, um, ABC has decided that they was going to renew Last Man Standing after they canceled it last year. Basically, they were saying that even though it was high rated and people really loved it, you know, it just wasn't fitting in what they wanted America to represent. So they canceled it. However, they brought it back because Roseanne, which became a very successful show, it is Republican based. Uh, so people from middle America are very happy about it. And so they looked at the success of Roseanne, which got renewed for like two more seasons. And it was like, let's bring back Last Man Standing, starring Tim Allen, and which ended up sparking a whole wave with NBC. So the new shows that we're going to have, they are, they said that they want to appeal to middle America. So they want, you know, basically the Trump voters to have something to watch as well. Um, Here's the thing. Now, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, how I explained it, got canceled, but NBC did pick it up. They just said that it, NBC said that it ended up fitting their network and people already have a huge fan base. It fits their network and they only have to pay the licensing fees, which is very cheap compared to what other studios have to pay. So they was very happy about that deal. Um, 
Now, also moving on to Captain Marvel, Annette Bening was just cast as Brie Larson's mom. So anyone who's a Annette Bening fan, yay. Also, there was a recent interview that stated that they're going to do a lot with Captain Marvel right now and that they're, they're shooting it right now. But they also, <coughs> sorry, wanted to do a storyline with Miss Marvel and that they're going to come out with more comic books, but they also want to come out with some type of, if not a film, then a TV show, something that's inspired by Miss Marvel. So, oh, sorry. <clears throat> For So those who are fans are going to get the Kamala Khan, the Pakistani-American uh, superhero that, you know, joined the comic you, the comic book universe back in 2014. So many people are happy about that. They just don't know where she's going to fit in, but they're working on it. They're very excited, and this will not be the end of Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel or any type of Marvel. Um, on top of that, uh, we are getting a Snake Eyes spinoff movie. So Snake Eyes first appeared in G.I. Joe. Um, he was, you know, very successful toy line, and he also appeared in, you know, the other G.I. Joe movies that came out. So anyone who's a G.I. Joe Snake Eyes fan, you got that. That's going to be a spinoff. It's going to, you know, be surrounded. It's going to be, it was originally portrayed by uh, martial artist Ray Park. There's no really big, like, announcement whether or not he's going to return to the film or they're going to replace him. But he is getting his own solo movie. That's Snake Eyes. Also, Rick and Morty was renewed for 70 more episodes. So, Rick and Morty fans, congratulations for that. Cobra Kai, which was an amazing show. It was on YouTube. They did it, it's like 25 years later. Really great. It's basically based on the um, the Karate Kid series. That's gotten renewed as well. Um, Guardian of the Galaxy director James Gunn has revealed the last line that Groot said during that whole, you know, snap scene. And it was basically what he said was dad. So a lot of people are very sad and upset about that. And that's it for entertainment. Yeah, that's a lot of entertainment news. Uh, thank you very much, Dana, for the recap. Uh, one final comment I will make. Uh, I do find it funny, some of the shows that did get canceled and how the name of the show it just is very doom and gloom last man standing well yeah it, last man standing and now that's it it's over for that show it uh, stood for seasons it stood it stood uh the life sentence well they said no we're going to kill that person instead of giving them life so that's another show it's just it's just i i find that that funny um and oh yeah the uh key, key, uh what is it the uh keeper sullivan show designated survivor he didn't yeah. survive so, yeah, it's just, I find that funny, but yeah, it's, it's just, uh, we'll see what happens with uh, the other shows. Um, yeah. Glad that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back, because I'm a fan. I'm maybe the only one on this show that actually likes that show. So, yeah, glad that that's coming back. But um, that's it for the entertainment. Um, okay, we're going to shift back to the other two big news stories from this week. And uh, obviously, this is the... Um, this next story, you know, I know this set the internet the uh, internet on fire. Uh, apparently, uh, a Walmart in Canada uh, 
they actually, you know, they leaked some uh, games on their website that people are saying these are definitely going to be games that are coming out this this year. Uh, so there's a long list of games. I'm, I'm just going to. I mean, we obviously know the Division Two. There's no release dates on any of these, by the way. But yeah, the the, the Division Two, a new Splinter Cell, uh, Just Cause Four, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, Dragon Quest Two, um, Borderlands Three. Uh, another Assassin's Creed, uh, Destiny Comet, which is probably DLC if I had to make a guess, uh, Lego DC Villains, Rage 2, which is a game that I know Gary, he absolutely cannot look forward to because, I mean, he, he's looking forward to it because he actually reviewed the original Rage on the website. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2, uh, Forza Horizon 5, which I don't understand why it's a 5, you know, Gears of War 5, which I find interesting. Um, and of course, uh, Dana and Adam's most anticipated game of 2018, WWE 2K19. So, yeah, it's a lot of games that was on that leak. So, I wanted to get you, I wanted to get y'all opinion on the leak, and 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 mainly whether or not you think uh most of that stuff is is uh confirmed, is accurate, or do you think that some of that stuff can be fake? So, um. Let's go with you first, Gary, because uh, I know that uh, you really, really enjoyed Rage. So I, I know if Rage 2 does get announced, with which Bethesda has already teased multiple times, that'll probably be the game that'll get you most excited for E3, correct? Uh, I mean, not that excited, but I mean, <laughs> it, it would be interesting to see what they do differently this time around, because the first game had a lot of potential. It was visually impressive for its time. But I think that game was seriously outdone by, you know, games like Fallout and Borderlands and stuff in terms of the fun factor. But from a technical standpoint, it, it did some some great things at that time. So I think, you know, now that we have new technology, there's, you know, a lot they could do with that series uh, to make it more appealing on a mainstream level. So I do think there is truth to to that leak in particular. Um, some of these I'm not so sure about, you know, because especially with the Forza thing, um, it's, you know, it's a bit questionable. But yeah, I think there is some truth to a lot of these. Uh, the, the, the Just Cause 4 one seems a bit random. Um, and it seems like it wasn't that long ago that we had uh, Just Cause 3. So I don't know about that one. But hey, anything's possible at this point. Um, but yeah, it. It does seem like I, I don't think all of these are going to come out this fall. I think um, there's probably going to be some delays, you know, but I, I do think a lot of these games can probably be announced come E3. But uh, yeah, I, I think some of it was, uh, I don't think it's all accurate in terms of these games coming out this. Oh, that, that sounds good. Uh, so I'm going to make a few quick comments and then I'll give the mic over to Dana. Um, I personally think a lot of this stuff is is accurate. Obviously, I think that there's some misspellings, information in terms of the descriptions of the games. I know we definitely get another Forza Horizon this year because the schedule lines up when every other year Microsoft releases another Forza Horizon title. So, yeah, we're definitely getting that. Uh, WWE 2K19, NBA 2K19, I think those are a given because every single year we get those games. So yeah, that, that's accurate. Um, the Division 2, 
I could I could see Ubisoft announcing this game is coming out this fall because we have no idea what they're going to release this fall yet. Uh, I mean, Splinter Cell is what I would prefer that they release this fall, but one of those games is definitely coming out in spring of next year. So maybe it's the Division Two or maybe it's Splinter Cell, but one of those games definitely is coming out sooner rather than later. Um, as for uh, Gears of War Five. I would not rule out Microsoft teasing that at teasing that 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 game at at their E3 conference. It's not coming out this year. I think that's definitely going to come out 2019 because that will be the time cycle from when we got the last Gears of War game. So yeah, I could see them announcing it will be out early next year and, and essentially come out sometime around springtime. Last of Us Part Two. This is a game where we're going to get into that in a little bit. This is a game that is going to be at Sony's conference, you know, whether it's a physical conference or not. I could see them announcing that this game is coming out spring of 2019. I don't think it's coming out, at, you know, because there's no real reason for them to release it this year because they already have Spider-Man coming out. They just released God of War and they have Detroit Become Human coming out in about two weeks. So there's no reason for them to release this game uh this year but i can see them announcing it's coming out spring you know or sometime early next year so we'll see about that um as for the other games yeah the destiny common thing i think that's just a dlc expansion there's going to probably be like another expansion that activision reveals at e3 for destiny 2 uh lego dc villains yeah that's definitely coming because i think we've seen leaks about that game before in the past and uh, some of these other games like Metroid Prime, I Prime Four. This game, no, no way, this is coming out in 2018. You know, they had just started developing this game when we saw the announcement last year. Um, so maybe we'll just see footage, but I don't think that game has an official release date. And as for Rage Two, yeah, this game is definitely going to get announced at 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 the Bethesda's conference because Bethesda has made it a point to get involved with this image when it came out there was on twitter you know making comments about it so i think that's definitely going to get announced but yeah pretty much everything on this list i definitely see it as a possibility some stuff obviously will not be out this year but i do think that it will be out within the calendar year so it will come over to the early part of 2019 uh you know between this e3 and next e3 i think you could definitely see a lot of these games releasing that's just uh, my opinion, though. Uh, so how about you, Dana? Um, what are your thoughts on these uh, leaked games? Do you think this is real or some stuff doesn't quite add up? She's muted. I'm muted. I had a whole monologue and everything. I think... <laughs> Jeez Louise, when it gets too silent, I have to know that it's silent. Okay, so my thing is this. I believe that some of these are real. Clearly, they left out WWE No Mercy Remastered. That's coming soon. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, no, some of these games, duh, we knew about already. Uh, Last of Us 2, I-, I wouldn't mind seeing that game this year. I really don't think that it's happening. Um, but I do think that we're going to have the... Uh, what was it? The Forenza Horizon 5? I do see that coming this year. Um, but not Forenza. Wind 4 isn't even out. I'm jump, They're jumping games. Yeah, the I, list I, is... 
I, 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 think, I think that had to be an error by the team posting this stuff because they even misspelled some of the games that they did list on here as well. Some of the yeah no then see the credibility of this list just went completely out the window. I'm like we didn't get four yet. We're getting five. Um, I would love to see five, uh, four. Hopefully within the year, five. That would be amazing too. Maybe it's a it's a it's a, like a four and a five together. Who knows? But um no, um Last of Us Two looks plausible. Maybe the Assassin's Creed to release this year. No, that's not plausible. Gears of Five. Maybe Borderlands Three, no. Rage Two, yes. Um, Lego DC Villains, yes. Splinter Cell, yes, please. Just Cause Four, who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, hey, G- G- Gary, Gary was a fan of Just Cause, so that, that was surprising. A lot of y'all don't like that game, apparently. So that's interesting. They're, they're, those are actually really <laughs> fun games. Like. They- <laughs> They are fun games. I never played the last one, but um, Just Cause 1 and 2 were really fun, so they could do some yeah. cool stuff with that. We'll give a shout out to Edward in the chat, because yeah, I know Edward enjoys the Just Cause, so that's uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, he loves the main character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Alright, so um, Mr. Lugo, what are your thoughts on these leaked games? I think most of you guys really touched on, you know, how I feel about it. I mean, the only one that I'm suspect about is Forza Horizons 5. And I don't think that that's going to be a game that they announced because obviously part four didn't come out. Maybe they meant Forza Horizon 4 being officially announced at, uh, during the Microsoft conference. That, that seems like it would be a little bit more plausible to me. I mean, then again, they could say like, hey, down the line, we're already in the process of making Forza Horizon 5. It's the same thing with Gran Turismo because I think they've done that in the past before Gran Turismo, right before or sometime before uh, a spinoff game came out, they announced the next numbered version of that. But as far as all these other ones, I think it's totally cool. I, I think the most realistic and the one that's probably definitely going to happen is probably Splinter Cell because that's a series that hasn't been around in a while and we've heard rumblings about Splinter Cell for quite some time. The ones I'm confused about is Assassin's Creed because didn't they say that they were going to take a break for for a while at some point? You know, they, they were going to kind of ease back on the, the frequency of the release of that series. And the other one is Gears of War 5. I feel like, you know, maybe it's a little bit too soon for another uh, game in that series to be released. Then again, you know, I don't know how long they've been uh, in the process of, of developing that because it only seems like only a little while ago we got Gears 4. I mean, I figured like maybe another year or two and then or maybe just a formal announcement that it's coming. But also what what's interesting to me is the stuff that isn't leaked here, uh, the stuff that isn't mentioned in this leak. Uh, I would have expected uh, announcements of Halo. You know, at least a new Halo for some for some time down the line to come to the Xbox One or Xbox One X, uh, as well as also, uh, again, maybe some other franchises that we've been hearing about that have been talked about in places like PSX and also PAX. Remember, there was supposedly uh, supposed to be some big reveal of Devil May Cry at some point a while ago, Devil May Cry 5, that was supposed to be at PSX. From my, if I remember correctly, I think when me and you uh, checked it out, Rich, uh, that was a big thing that was like pulled out at the last minute. But it's things like that that I feel like, you know, haven't really been, uh, haven't really been given a lot of shine or again, that are surprisingly absent from something like this. Because these are, some of these are big announcements that we didn't know about. Uh, Obviously, Rage 2. I mean, Rage 2, they've been teasing about uh, with uh, Bethesda for quite some time. I can understand that. And then others here, Borderlands 3, I felt like should have been, should have been a thing a while ago. 
but I can understand why that's probably a new thing coming down the line. Uh, I could totally see that being shown at like one of the showcases. And again, I can see all these games being shown at the different showcases. Uh, same thing with Just Cause 4. I feel like that'll be uh, a, one of those kind of like quick reveals that, that a new game is coming. But uh, as far as like the ones that I really like out of this, I, I like I said, Splinter Cell, I think it's cool. Rage 2, I think it's cool. Lego DC Villain seems like a, like a layup a little bit. You know, because Lego DC superheroes, as well as also all the other Lego Batman games have been so successful for Lego and, and just Warner Brothers in general. It seems like, you know, ideal to continue that type of franchise, if not go into another property. And I feel like, you know, eventually soon we're going to get another property or they're going to go back to Lego Dimensions. Because remember, that's still a big thing. Or even though I think they stopped making some of the stuff for quite some time. But yeah, those are just my general thoughts on it. You know, overall, if anything, if I had to pick out one red herring out of this, it'd be fours and five, fours or five. Agreed. Uh, very, very good thoughts as well. Uh, I believe Gary, you, you did have something that you, else that you wanted to add. So go, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. But firstly, um, I, I want to remind everyone that Microsoft aren't above skipping numbers because they did it with Windows. So <laughs> that, that, that could be the case. But um, yeah, like, like thinking about Microsoft in particular, um, what does this leaked list say about you know what they're going to announce at E3? Because you know on this list we see you know The Last of Us two and um, you know some other uh, Dreams and some other um, Sony exclusives, and we also see you know the Forza and uh, the Gears of War, you know which is pretty surprising and everything, but. If those are the only games that they're listing, does that mean that they they don't have much, you know, on the table in terms of announcements for E3? Because surely, if there was more games being announced, like everyone expected, some of those would probably be showing up on here too, right? Well, that that that, that is a good question, and my answer to that question is, I I think the only reason why these games are shown is because they're maybe coming out within the span of the next uh, several months. Uh, so Microsoft could very well show something at their conference that isn't coming out until late, you know, fall of next year. If that's the case, I don't know if that would already be on, you know, available to pre-order on, at least on some stores. Um, but then again, you know, I, I, I don't know. But to answer the question from my point of view, uh, I, I definitely think there's a lot of other stuff that Microsoft is going to show. The reason why it's not on here, though, I have no idea. I, I guess because it's still a ways away from development. Uh, whereas some of these, I definitely think you're going to see uh, between now and spring of next year. I know Borderlands 3, for example, that game, they actually demoed that game at GDC, like a behind the scenes like just like a test demo to show what was possible uh, it, as far as what they can create. They did that last year. So I think that game is definitely going to get announced at E3 and that will probably be out in spring of next year if I had to make a guess. But uh, I hear I hear what you're saying and everything and that that could definitely be plausible. But what throws me off is the fact that, you know, stuff like Final Fantasy Remake is on there and Gears of War 5 and oh, yeah. I just don't, I just don't see them releasing you know, uh, by you know, spring 2019, like by now and and spring, like it just seems unreal, like unrealistic to think that those games are coming so soon. Well, um, it, it, well, I will say this: if that Final Fantasy VII remake gets released the spring next year, I mean, is that going to be an episode, uh, the episodic game? Like, because it's not going to be the full game, right? 
I got info yeah, about well, that. I got info about that because not too okay. long ago there was a big leak that came out. I don't remember if we talked about this on the co-op uh, or if I even was on one of the episodes. But there was somebody that apparently was close to the development team or at least worked with Square Enix and CyberConnect2 that spilled a little bit of the beans saying that Square Enix, not only when they brought back the development back in-house with the, the business development uh, division, but they also scrapped everything that CyberConnect2 had did over the last couple of years. And Ooh. there was a lot of stuff that – a lot of different different details that that's already out there that they put on a reddit and apparently the reason why that got so much credibility is because not too long after that ama all that stuff got ninjaed and the guys uh, uh was a social media account got uh either deleted or got put to private so somebody over there sent some ninjas to find out like what's really good <laughs> with him at some point but i could believe that that game has changed its development significantly i don't think it's episodic anymore you know, at least, you know, again, that's a shot in the dark. It could be because, remember, they made a very big deal about that uh, a while back. That they said that they weren't able to give the full experience within one game. And everybody was like, okay, come on, son. Like, for real. But, like, I, I feel like a lot of that game has changed. And maybe we hear about that during that conference this year or that showcase for Square Enix. Yeah, like, with regards to that, like, um, yeah, like JJ said, there's been a lot of talk about that being in development hell which makes it you know uh, more clear that that game isn't coming anytime soon so why is that game a part of this list that's a good question and and there aren't other games that you know have yet to be announced so that that, that, that's a very good question and and to go to the point that was made earlier I, i i'm not i'm also not sure why assassin's creed is on this list because you know they just released the last game last year uh there were rumors of them working on another assassin's creed set in greece but um i don't think that that game will be coming that soon you know because ubisoft has has been very public in saying they want to try to limit the amount of releases they have every year they said that earlier this year so this game maybe next year but i i mean i mean yeah what you you made good points about some of these being questionable in terms of the, the length of time of when they could come out so and beyond good and evil 2 there is no way in hell this game is coming out this year or even early next year because when we were at the ubisoft conference that game like it was very much in development and we know that they're going to take a while to actually work on this i don't think they're going to rush this out just for the sake of rushing it out because once again ubisoft said that they're committed to quality so if a game they need to take more time with the game they're going to take as much time as possible but I guess we'll get some answers at E3 in regards to some of these games. Um, we'll see. But uh, any other thoughts on this particular topic before we move on to our final topic for today? Yeah, like um, Ubisoft is doing too much right now. Like um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not sure about the Assassin's Creed. Like I, I agree with what you said. It's, it's a bit too soon. But just the fact they have division on here, they got Splinter Cell, they got Beyond Good and more. Like that's that's quite a lot for them. Um, and uh, I, I get the feeling one of the games to suffer significantly in quality if they try and push them all out. You know, within the next year or so. I agree. I agree with that. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how long in development uh, some of these games have been. Uh, I don't remember when. I mean, I'm not looking at uh, online at the moment. I don't recall when. The division came out. I think that was 2014 or 15. So, uh, yeah. But, but again, yeah, as you said, they, they themselves have, have made it very clear that they, 
want to release quality titles and they're going to re release a lot fewer of them so obviously they some of these are going to be spaced out uh splinter cell i think is definitely going to get talked about at, at you at their conference and it's a matter of whether or not that or, or division are releasing this year there's no way I'm, i don't see them releasing both of those games this fall but i guess it is possible i mean they do have uh the crew too coming out a couple weeks after e3 as well so um i don't know but we'll see what happens i see i see the division coming out um them having another game only because remember they got that movie coming out so they can do ah, that whole yeah. remember they have the end of the guy from deadpool the director he's doing that so i can see them actually doing the division Oh yeah, yeah I And I know they also said they're doing something with Splinter Cell too. So I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe they they are doing something and they just are not telling us. Yeah, yeah. Because I I was one of the people. Well, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. I was one of the people that was expecting to see Splinter Cell last year at their conference, and I was wondering where the hell is Splinter Cell. So yeah, that, I I think that's definitely going to be coming back. I there was another rumor I heard. And, and Gary might like this Watch Dogs 3 also Supposedly in development as well So yeah as you say Gary they, Ubisoft has a, a lot of games That they're working on right now um, Obviously some of these a lot more f Further off in terms of coming out But yeah D Division And Splinter Cell definitely coming out sooner Rather than later I, I do agree with that So we'll have to see how they position These games to come out but If they both are coming out this fall That uh man that's it, going to be very interesting because it, it's a crowded it's already crowded with the number of releases coming out in October so I can only imagine how much more it's going to crazy it'll get after E3 yeah and like Ubisoft is known to be a company who shows an amazing looking game but then when it actually comes out it's you know significantly worse than what was depicted before <laughs> so like they you know they, they, they kind of need to <laughs> they need to like restructure it and just like work on these games in well, you know a careful manner what was you gonna say well hold on i just have to ask a quick question uh so you, you so you 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 think that assassin's creed origin didn't have a wasn't as good as it looked when they first shown it uh, that well i i think it was probably touched up a little bit in the trailers but um that game was you know it was good it was a good game like they delivered on that but you know stuff like Watch Dogs and Division, you know, in the yeah, past, Watch Dogs, yeah. Watch Dogs, yeah. So uh, they they need to just make sure that they have enough studios and you know they're they're not overworking people and stuff, and just make sure that these games are of the best quality when people release them, especially Beyond Good and Evil Two. That I think that requires a lot of time to get it perfect because people are waiting for that game. They, I, I, I'll be, I'll be shocked if they announce at that conference it's coming in twenty eight in twenty nineteen. Because I look, I well, based on what I saw last year, there is no way in hell that game is coming out that 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 soon. Um, but who knows? We'll see. <laughs> but I agree. I agree with pretty much all the points that y'all made. Uh, any, go, go ahead. No, can I also just quickly say, um, these websites like Walmart and Amazon and all these other things, they're well known for just announcing the game and having an image there until, you know, like, say, 2019 or whatever. They're known for that. 
So I don't really see any like this. Like you can have these games, and they can all you know be real, except for the um, for the the the, the Forza Five. Um, my thing is, just I think they're probably placeholders, like the dates or whatever. It's just placeholders. We just have an image. We don't really know what's going to be official yet. So I won't be surprised that all of them are real. Like all they can do is announce a game and then it comes out in 2019 and then later on it gets pushed back to like 2020. That's true. My question is though, like, cause surely, um, surely like these companies don't want this information getting out before they have an, uh, before they have a chance to announce it, you know, um, cause that stuff can, it has a big in, impact on, you know, shares and all that kind of stuff. So like, isn't there something they can do to communicate with these retailers to let them know, like, to hold back on these, you know, releases. They've never accomplished that successfully in the history of E3. I don't think that that will happen now. Well, well, it, it is worth noting also, uh, it, this this leak is no longer online, you know, because as soon as they realized the information was out there, Walmart, you shut it off, but obviously screen capped. You, if, you, if people screen capped it and saved it, so uh, they definitely wasn't supposed to release this information. I, I know that much, so... Uh, yeah. Um, said a statement what was that you caught oh i'm sorry can you hear me i said um walmart released a statement and they stated that it was a computer glitch <laughs> that's what they all say that's all that's what they all say so you know you take that either way or you could take it as like it was in the system the entire time and you know the computer magically just glitched but <laughs> they didn't say that these aren't real. They just said that it was a computer glitch. That's like and when... all the titles are speculative. A, a, a lot of companies, when this happens, they need to learn how not to say anything when stuff like this happens. Like, don't make a statement because the more you talk, the more you give it credibility. Yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I just think it's funny. I just think I, I thought it was entertaining when I saw this list. So that, that's uh. <laughs> we'll see what happens uh gary you, you was about to say something else before we moved on i know i was just gonna say um that's like when people claim they were hacked on twitter after they've been like talking some some crap talking some smack <laughs> that's, that's basically what that is yeah absolutely well in any event you know i i mean i i mean i'm looking forward to e3 and i look forward to when a dev has to get up on stage and have an awkward conversation and say, oh, well, yeah, there's this game that got released, that got leaked, well, here is the footage for the game. Because that's going to happen. You know, I definitely expect to, expect to see that at Bethesda's conference now when they get up on stage, Rage 2. Oh, yeah, you guys already heard about this last month. So that's <laughs> that's going to be fun to see. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Let's move on now to the final topic for today. Uh, this is the topic that I think uh, also was a major news story, especially towards the end of the week when it finally got revealed. Uh, and that is that Sony finally announced that their E3 conference, press conference, or media presentation, whatever you want to call it, is going to take place on June 11th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. They announced it's going to be different this year in terms of the format. And they announced that they're going to focus on four major titles. Those four major titles are Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Spider-Man, and The Last of Us Part Two. 
Now, I want to go to JJ first on this because you was the one that had told me because of the way that they worded the news, it sounded like they wasn't going to have a traditional press conference for E3. So I'm going to let you shed some more light on this. Yeah, basically, when when I saw some of the stuff going down, it, it basically told me, or at least how I was reading it, and also keep it in mind, Sean Layden was the one who came out and said all this. He was the one that really kind of clarified this on the PlayStation Blog podcast. And uh, the way he worded it, the way that the, the whole press release and the news got posted about, it sounds like they're not going to do a physical conference. Now, I asked around for a bunch of people because I was confused when I read it. I was like, so let me get this straight. They're going to do what uh, Square Enix is doing, what Nintendo is doing pretty much. And that seems to be the case. Now, with that being said, that means that there's only three companies that are actually holding physical conferences at E3. That's EA with EA Play. That's Microsoft and that's Bethesda. And also you, and so technically for Ubisoft as well, because again, we haven't really gotten clarification on what's going down with Ubisoft, but we could assume at the moment that's also what's happening until they say otherwise. So two of the big three have decided not to have big conferences at E3 anymore. And, you know, PlayStation, specifically Sony, the reason why that's a big deal is because they've they've always had a big conference at E3. Even when Nintendo decided to go with the directs, uh, uh, it really, a lot of people looked forward to being at the different places where Sony was going to have their conference. And they were always in a position where they could have that type of conference and be the talk of the town, especially being the last one that goes during E3 right before the show begins. So this is different for them, but it's also interesting because they're in a position to take risk. And I feel like they've probably been observing what Nintendo has been doing and also seeing what probably other companies are doing. And they could understand that, you know, maybe there's a money thing involving with it. You know, they could save a little bit, but also make a significant impact just being digitally only with their showcase and reaching out to a bunch of people and then having a whole bunch of other stuff on the showroom floor. I feel like that's what's going to be different this year. Now, what I also find interesting is that they're not coming out and saying that they're not going to have a physical conference. I think that should also be noted because Sean Layden, even when he was on the podcast, he never came out and said, we're not doing a traditional conference and, and all the materials. And even I believe there was a Polygon article that went out where they asked us, uh, uh, was it Sony representatives about that, you know, for comment and stuff. And they haven't responded to that specific question. So maybe something else gets talked about very soon. Maybe they clarify this in, in a couple days or at least in a couple weeks, you know, as we get closer to the conference. But I think it's safe to assume that we're not getting a traditional PlayStation conference, but we're going to get something different. And it might be something much more special and talked about as we go into E3 or like throughout the course of E3 weeks. So that was just interesting to me. Now, the other thing too is that they're focusing on four games, which is The Last of Us Part Two. They're focusing on Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, and also Death Stranding. So... I'm pretty sure that we're still going to get some other big announcements or other surprises. I wouldn't put it past them to talk about some stuff. Because keep in mind, we also have Medieval Remastered, which is also a thing that's being done. And I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some Spyro love because the Spyro Remastered collection that's going to come out very soon. I don't think that they're going to ignore stuff like that. And I don't think that they're going to ignore maybe some other stuff that they want to kind of talk about or maybe kind of tease throughout the course but i feel like those four games are the big games and they even clarify this in that podcast that those are the games that they're going to focus on because those those are the big properties that are coming very soon or at least in some capacity within the next year or so that everybody's talking about especially the last of us part part two especially ghost of tsushima and especially spider-man since i think spider-man's so close right now at this point it's only like a couple months away right so that uh, this is interesting for them absolutely absolutely um so I, I do have a question I'm going to ask uh, all three of you. But before I do that, uh, 
Gary, you have any thoughts on uh, how, you know, now that we, you know the full story, you have any thoughts on Sony and how they are approaching E3 this year? Yeah, that's uh, very interesting what JJ talked about there. And um, I, I believe it. I believe uh, Sony could be taking that direction and kind of scaling back on uh, their presence at E3 in terms of just the, the press conference itself. Um, and as we know, you know, um, they've slowly been, you know, over the past few years, they've slowly been turning PSX into their E3 experience kind of thing. Like that's their big blowout every year. But I will say this, um, that last PSX was a little shaky in terms of like the, the, the showcase they had, cause it was literally just like a, a conversation on the stage or something. Um, there were some cool moments, but it wasn't like that you know that it wasn't the spectacle that we're used to seeing from sony so if they are going to make this change and scale back at e3 i hope that they go back to their old format of psx when they have the big you know presentation and the blowout and everything like that um because that would make sense and i would understand that approach you know because uh that that's actually kind of smart having psx being their main uh, blow out every year and then you know at e3 they're just basically there to let everyone know what's coming what's you know what's on the horizon and everything and then for for us media you know we can go to their booth and play the games and everything like that so i think that would be a cool way to do it and it does make good business sense to do it that way um i do think a lot of people will be disappointed though uh you know, especially going to the event and people who just want an update on sony in general they might you know if they do scale it back too much they might not uh, be necessarily happy with what's presented so um i don't know like i don't know what i think about it i think it's smart i think you know i'm i'm okay with it personally because i already know what's coming from sony like we all know what's coming from sony we know what to expect from them we know they're in the, the driving seat at the moment in terms of the consoles and everything, uh, the the number of consoles sold. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm confident in what they're doing. You know, I'm somewhat satisfied. So I don't have a problem with it if they do choose to go this this route. Um, so I, I think it's smart. But I think a lot of other people have expectations. And because of those expectations, a lot of people might end up disappointed or... Um, they might actually give Microsoft the chance to steal the show, even if they scale back too much. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's just that that's what it is, really. Uh, but I am interested in seeing more about uh, Death Stranding and The Last of Us 2. And it seems like those are going to be some of the main focuses of the show this year, um, you know, and Ghosts of Tsushima. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. And I think if they're going to put that much time um, towards Death Stranding, I think maybe we'll get, you know, a lot more details on it in terms of what the story actually is and when we actually might see this game. Or maybe they'll wait till PSX to actually give us the release date and stuff. But, you know, maybe we'll get more of an understanding of when we, you know, when it's coming and what it's actually about. And as for Last of Us 2, I wouldn't be surprised if they make some kind of big announcement that that game's coming out this year, to be honest. But but it does seem a bit far-fetched, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had a Megaton announcement like that. So, Absolutely. That's my thoughts. 
All right, Dana. So what are your thoughts on this news regarding the uh, E3 Sony conference or media presentation rather? Everything you guys said, I completely agree with. But my thing is this. Okay, now you guys said they're only focusing on the four games. That doesn't mean that they're not going to talk about the other games. They're just that's going to be like their main presentation. I can probably see a couple like little mini trailers that they run throughout. But for the big major, the four, that's what they're going to focus on. My thing is this. You don't need to sit around and, and, and show a whole bunch of games and then like just have, you know, what we've seen previously with a bunch of games that's shown and they're all, sorry, they're all like coming soon or release dates for 2019 or 2020. Because that way it's like, eh, you don't really care because, you know, it's in the distance. My thing is this. All you need to do is have your presentation of the four games. Talk about Death Stranding and the way to win all of this. It released right now. Boom. That's it. And it's available online. You won. Here's the big presentation. Here's all the people who's in it. They finally explain what the heck it is that's going on. Why is there a fetus? Is the same fetus from Silent Hill's fetus? What's going on with the baby? And then right when he ends it, and it's available now, and he walks off the stage. That's all. That's literally all I need to know. And I'm good. You don't need this big presentation about the other games. Um, I also find it interesting they're not even going to mention about the hardware, the PS5, which I think is fine. Do that for your own show, PSX. You can't have like PSX and have nothing to announce. You save all your big glamour and glitzy stuff for PSX. PSX. But just to win E3, release Death, release Death Stranding now, and that's it. I, 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 I actually think that is possible if the plan is for Kojima to release a Death Stranding animated film, because the damn show won't be a game unless it's all cutscenes. I can see it being a game, because remember how the last time that played out with the whole Silent Hills thing? And it was like, oh... The, the, the demo was available to play now, right? And then remember it got canceled? I yeah. can see it like being F you. Because they just basically ruined their whole E3 moment because the game got canceled. <laughs> A big F you where, oh, guess what? You're not going to cancel us because it's available right now. Boom. That's it. You won. You yeah, don't you know what they're doing. You don't know if they're even done. They literally see nothing, which is why I love it so much. Because they're not giving out any hints, any details. Anything, the best way in the world, it's released right now. Don't announce a releasement date. I don't even care if, it, if they decide to release it in this year. Don't say nothing until it's really, let the release date be right there at E3. Because that way, people are already engaged, they're already talking about it, and then it's available right now. So you don't have that lag of disinterest. Like, for example, Kingdom Hearts 3. We've been talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 since, what, 20 years now? 10 years? People who were children waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. Now they have children. So, announce um, it now. Like, I, I will say that that would be a monumental moment if that happened. But I will say, like, if that happens, then it must mean Kojima's working nights. Like, he's, he's staying up, like, 24-7, seven days a week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. You don't know what team he has. You don't know the size of the team he has. You don't know if he sleeps. You're not there in his diary. You don't know his life, what he's doing. It's possible. 
Well, I, I well, I will say this. We're definitely going to get some announcements of oh, and it's available now. We're going to get that. I think from both from pretty much everybody, you know, especially Microsoft and Sony. Uh, in regards to Death Stranding, I mean, yeah, we don't know anything about Death Stranding. Only the stuff that we've seen. So yeah, I, I'm glad that it's a focal point of the show so that we can get more information and maybe a proper gameplay trailer because the stuff we got so far has not been gameplay. That's been a cinematic film, if you will. So, it, it, yeah, th there's a lot that we still need to learn about this game. But yeah, if they announced out of nowhere, it's out, it's coming out and it's out now. Yeah, I agree with Gary. That would be a monumental moment. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, the question that I wanted to ask you three, though, uh, in particular, you know, Sony said they're going to do a different format this year. Obviously, you know, I personally, I would just say this real quick. I don't have a problem with them doing this. If there's not a physical show, that's fine because there are a lot of games that they've shown in the past that we have received literally no updates on. One game in particular is the game Wild that they showed at uh, 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 the show in Paris a long time ago, which is also being made by the same director on who's doing Beyond Good and Evil 2 right now. So I have no idea when that game is coming out. I don't even think that's a priority now because Beyond Good and Evil 2 is what he has been trying to make for the longest time. So I don't have a problem with them changing the format. But the question I wanted to ask you guys, and in particular, the fact that Sony has come out and they have already said, these are the four games that are going to be the focal point. We obviously know they're going to have surprises, so on and so forth. But I wanted to ask you guys, because personally, I'm curious what your responses will be. The fact that they have already announced what's going to be at the show, whereas in the past where it was a mystery as to what could potentially get announced, are you disappointed that they didn't go about the situation with just, well, let's just leave this all for people to come to the show and be surprised what's actually there as opposed to knowing ahead of time what you're going to see? So I just want to get you guys' opinion on that, whether or not you're disappointed that they have announced what's actually going to be shown or you don't have a problem with that. And I'll start with you, Gary. Yeah, like, here's what I think is going to happen. So I think the, those games that they've announced, those are going to be, like, the, mo the main focus and they're going to take up the most time. But I think in between those segments, you're probably going to get the, the usual montages that you get, like, and, you know, you're going to get video packages. And I think in those video packages will be some surprises. So it's basically just going to be like, you know, some some trailer intermissions and stuff. And those trailers will review new games that are, that are coming for the system, too. So, like, you know, instead of having someone to come out and talk about it, it's just going to be playing in between segments kind of thing. So I think that's probably what they might do, because it, it doesn't make no sense to just have literally just talk about these four games or whatever and not have you know anything else on show because surely they have a, a more stacked lineup that consists of more than just those four games so that's how i think they might approach it that's 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 true i i also did want to mention that i did notice that when they announced the stuff for this show they made it very clear there will be no new hardware announced at this show so that already you already know that the next PlayStation 5 is already in development because of the fact that they had that particular thing that they said. Obviously, that will happen at a later time. Like Dana said, maybe PSX, or maybe they will have it at another event. 
maybe early next year because they did have the PlayStation 4 reveal at a separate event in New York, totally unrelated to PSX and the, uh, the other shows. So that's possible, but um, well, we'll see. They said they're not announcing any new hardware. So what they could do is this. Oh, yeah. And that random rumor about a PS, you know, the PS5 coming out. That's true. Join us at PSX. And that's how you segue into your- <laughs> Yeah. You get everybody automatically. What's PSX? And those who don't know, what's PSX? Oh, my God. We're getting a new one. And then you have your eyes. You know, they're all everybody's ready for the next conference. That's how you get the audience. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, uh, Mr. Lugo, any thoughts on the question I had? Uh, uh, do you think it? Are you are, are you disappointed that uh, they didn't leave any surprises as far as announcing the four major games that are going to be there, or are you totally fine with them taking this particular approach with the conference? I think it's fine. I think it also lowers everybody's expectations for when they do have a surprise. And I wouldn't put it past them for Sean Layden or one of the other guys to come out on stage and be like, oh, don't worry. We can still got one more thing to show you. I, I totally believe that, that that's going to be the case. And I don't think that they're not going to go to E3 and not show something that'll catch everybody by surprise. Because remember, they are the last group that goes on uh, right before E3 starts. You know, when it comes to sh- their showcase or their conference or whatever. And I really believe they still have something under wraps that they just haven't shown everybody yet or they haven't announced yet. That'll be cool and get people still talking throughout E3 besides the four games that they're going to show. I still think that maybe you get some other uh, reveals of gameplay or other stuff to see from some of the other things that they've talked about. Again, like I mentioned earlier, Medieval Remastered, because that, that was a big deal when they were announced that at PSX, as well as also... Uh, more stuff shown from some of the other uh, games that are going to come to PlayStation, even though they might be third party. Remember, we still might be getting some more stuff maybe about uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, even though we're getting that sometime this week more than likely. Uh, The same thing also maybe for Destiny. I wouldn't be surprised with that. Again, that's a lot of Activision and Bungie stuff. I I would really put more money on stuff like Spyro, you know, because obviously that's that's a big franchise that's associated with the playstation brand and a couple other things here and there remember very soon we're also getting the street fighter anniversary collection that's coming out so i wouldn't be surprised if capcom has other things to kind of reveal or show throughout some of their maybe at one point during their conference or at least gets kind of a nod to them because of street fighter 5 being such a big deal on the platform but uh as far as like the four major games i'm totally cool with it i I still think they got something up their sleeve but even if it's just those four games we're still getting some awesome stuff that's going to be shown about those four games which are very big games especially death stranding i feel like that's the place where they show the first gameplay that'll be that'll be something for people to talk about especially if it's hideo kojima that comes out on stage and shows it with with one of the other people over there i think that'll be very cool absolutely absolutely and and i, and I do think um yeah i believe uh gosa toshima was revealed at psx right so and, and everybody was talking about that game because i had yeah, everybody thought it was onimusha because i remember yeah. i was in that audience when everybody was like yo what's this and everybody thought it was onimusha revealed for the first time but it ended up being ghost of Tsushima, which i think is still very cool absolutely so yeah but yeah good good points and i believe dana has also made the same point so dana your thoughts no, I already said my, my piece about, you know, they're going to release that, that, that game or, or a demo. Yeah, At least a demo, us- well, I think a demo would be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Um, yeah. But I don't have any problems if they released. Um, I know a lot of people are excited for Last of Us. I think they kind of botched it the last time. Remember they did that last announcement and they had that 
interview thing. And then like some of the footage that they showed wasn't in-game footage. So they have a lot to make up for, for the last time. I'm maybe the only person who just doesn't care about that game, but I'm like, whoa, like, really? whoa, really? My, it died. You, if you start making me wait so long for a game, my excitement just keeps dying and dying and dying until it's just nothing inside. <laughs> so you keep me waiting. I'm gonna forget about you. Um, yeah, but maybe you know, maybe it'll reignite that spark I once had. So, yay for that. Um, the other games I don't really mind. You know, Spider Man. That's just my main thing. Spider-Man and Death Stranding. You give me Spider-Man. Um, I want them to introduce with the vil- some villains. I want to see some gameplay. I want to see Miles. They teased Miles the last time. I want to see Miles. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's my big thing. I'm excited about that. And then also, like I said previously, we're not going to just get that those four. And that's going to be done and over with. We're getting mini trailers. We're going to get some type of announcements. We're going to get a teaser or two. Um... Uh, PlayStation 5 is going to be teased, you know. So, I think overall, they they did a good... <clears throat> they, get, they did a good job. Um, they're telling you what to expect, but they're also saying, hey, there could be more by not saying anything. So, I think it works. Good points. Okay, Gary, I think you, you, wanted to make, you wanted to make a point. Go ahead. Yeah, um... Like uh, someone in the chat, I think Nicholas said um, he doesn't want to see, you know, Spider-Man be such a big focus of that conference because the game's game's coming out in September anyway. And I kind of agree with that personally, because I feel like if the game's coming out in September, I don't want to see too much more of it. I don't you know, want to know too much more of it. I just want to play the game when it comes out because it's only a few months now. Um, so to have such a large amount of time dedicated to that, you know, I feel like they probably could have focused on something we, you know, we didn't know about instead. Um, but, I, hey, yeah, hey, that, 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 okay, that is a good point. Shout out to Nicholas. I also want to give a shout out to Victor because he asked, where the hell is Shinmu 3? Well, he didn't say where the hell part, but he asked, where is Shinmu 3? Because uh, that's a game that is supposed to come out this year, this fall, actually. Um, unless that that whole thing has changed, so yeah, th- we got to get an update on that. Um, I agree. Yeah, because that because that's a game that was kickstarted. So you know, I know the kickstarters are like, what what what, what the hell is going on with this game? You know, I, I've already invested my money into this project, so I got to get some type of game at some point in time. So we'll see, we'll see. But uh, I mean, I agree with pretty much all the, the thoughts that you guys said. Um. I'm just very curious to see how they actually do the show this year. I I missed the PSX conference last year because I had issues flying out of Atlanta because, you know, it was a snowstorm here. And, you know, anytime it snows here in Atlanta, if it's one inch of snow, the city doesn't know how to handle that. So I didn't end up getting to PSX until the day after. So I missed the conference. Um but I, I, the the reception, the perception that I got in Gary as well is that it wasn't, it was a little disappointing. So, I just don't want this E three conference to be the same. Um, so we'll see how it, it turns out. But uh, either way, I'm still looking forward to it, and I look forward to seeing what the surprises are because now that I know what the four games are, that's fine. But yeah, let's see what these other surprises are that they have in store for the fans. So, yeah, and. Let's also remember as well that, you know, the past two years that, you know, we've been at the Sony E3 conference, 
although the announcements were all really good, like, you know, they were really good conferences, um, they actually did scale back a lot in terms of the actual stage, like, production and everything. Like, it, it literally was just a big screen and they showed trailers. And um, at, in one of them, I think Kojima was the only person who came out and spoke besides Sean Layden. So <laughs> I feel like they've been cutting down a lot, you know, um, at E3 already. We just kind of didn't realize because they were still giving us great announcements. Uh, but this time around, it seems like they're really going to try something a lot different. So we'll have to see how that turns out. E3 itself was scaled down a lot. Remember when they had Eminem concerts? So. Oh, yeah. I think, Gary, you went to that, that concert, right? They had the little EA. No, show. that was me oh, that was and you didn't get to go. Yeah. yeah, me, yeah. Mills, that Mills, was and, and, Mills and Anthony. And Anthony, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that whole um, Call of Duty game. Whatever happened? Yeah, Call of Duty. That whole Call of Duty thing, and they would invite him, and like every year he would come and perform. Since then, it's just been, you know, a couple dance numbers and some people hanging from the wings doing, you know, some little choreographed movements. It's not the same as it was. Absolutely. You're right about that, because uh, I do remember that. Well, we'll see what happens. Either way, I mean, hey, I'm looking forward to E3. It's going to be another fun trip. Great to go out there. You know, of course, I'll see you, Mr. Google. I'll see all of our other friends that we know. Unfortunately, won't see Gary or Dana there, but uh, hey, we'll still have a good time and we will we will definitely catch up again in person at some point in time. But uh, yeah, we'll see what Sony has in store for us soon enough. So uh, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up today's show? All right, so that concludes our episode for today of the co-op podcast um i'm going to ask if you guys have any shout outs to give uh now's the time to give your shout out so dana you have any shout outs that you want to give shout outs to everybody who's listening and everyone in the chat everyone who supports us and everyone else who love video games and and life thank you absolutely uh, how about you, Mr. Lugo? Any shout-outs that you want to give? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, big shout-outs to everybody that's been checking out all the content we've been posting up on the website, on the YouTube channel, all over the place. Uh, big shout-out to Jamillion for being uh, my recent guest on the TK Spotlight. It was great having her on there. Talk about FGC stuff, you know, women in gaming, as well as also a whole bunch of other gaming-related topics. That was pretty cool. Uh, shout-out to Fanatic Gear and 3rd Editions for sending stuff over for our recent unboxing and impressions videos, as well as also shout-out to everybody else that's just been checking out the co-op podcast, checking out the videos we've been posting up on the YouTube channel. We've been trying to do a lot, as well as also post up other uh, game reviews that for new games that are coming out. we got more coming very very soon this week uh i also have to let you guys know that this week uh, i could actually publicly say that i'm going to be at the call of duty black ops 4 reveal event it's actually going on in the next couple of days i'm actually going to be going out to la to see the game check out what's going down see what uh what are the cool things that activision and uh treyarch is actually going to reveal to us so that's going to be pretty cool so definitely pay attention to my social media definitely pay attention to the coalition social media twitter facebook instagram all that stuff as well as also afterwards uh, some of our post impressions about what's going to be revealed at that event. So a lot of big stuff that's happening this week. I can't wait to share it all with you guys. So uh, hopefully you guys go check it out then. Absolutely. Sounds good. I'm also looking forward to hearing that about that event. So make sure that you stay tuned uh, for our coverage 
because uh sounds like it's going to be very interesting i have no idea what to expect with call of duty and uh even though every year gary says oh i'm not getting another call of duty game well they may convince him this year to uh pick it up so <laughs> we'll see about that um yeah so i just want to give a quick shout out once again happy mother's day to all the mothers uh if for some reason you still haven't called your mom you need to be you need to do that immediately stop watching this show and call her right now you know but yeah happy mother's day to all the uh you know the women that are mothers the mothers that are expecting pretty much you know all, everyone uh shout out to all the fans that have been listening to the show live we had a lot of people in the chat today so we appreciate the continued support and if you're listening on the download later once again we also appreciate your continued support and um Gary, uh, the mic is now yours for uh, shout-outs. Yep, so before I get to the Patreon shout-outs, I just want to remind everyone that, you know, your, your last chance to send Dana Abercrombie a question for our upcoming Ask TK is, you know, is, is approaching. So I'm going to post a link in the chat in just a sec, and everyone should go there and leave a question for Dana. You can ask her anything about, you know, her life, how she got into media, how she joined the coalition, her, you know, her favorite movie, her favorite video game. You know, any questions you have for Dana, you know, to get to know her better and understand, you know, her position at the coalition and everything. Be sure to send your questions and we will record that show um, sometime this week. And it will be available first on Patreon but then it will also come out on the, the YouTube a little later. So be sure to send a question um, as soon as possible. So uh, thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. I'm about to shout them out now. M. Collins, Sean Gorty, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel and Antonio Rogers. Big shouts to all those guys and uh, be on the lookout for some some more content and giveaways coming in the future. And a big shout to everyone who participated in the chat today. Also, uh, I saw Edward V in there, Carl um, and uh, Victor, Kieran was in there earlier and Nicholas. So big shouts to all you guys. The chat's been, you know, very active today. So thanks for, for joining us. And uh, big shouts to everyone at the Coalition and the Throwdown podcast. Um, I've been watching all those streams they've been doing at the Throwdown, which are very entertaining. So big props to them. And uh, that's pretty much it for me. Sounds good. So once again, thank you for all your continued support. And uh, we will talk to you all next week. <laughs>